0: Kill, 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 Shuffle
1: Welcome to Kill Shuffle, episode 2 Hello,
0: hello, hello I'm Donald I'm
1: Donald um, Well, we got a pretty packed show today, so we're going to look at new releases from Paramore, The Afghan Wigs, and At The Drive-In, some pretty controversial titles in there Oh yeah and Dylan's going to take a look at Laura Jane Grace from Against Me's book, Traddy. Oh yeah, and uh, we have, we also have a we're, we were retrospective. We do. We so this do. week we're looking at a instrumental album. It's the Irish band, and so I watch you from afar, and their debut album, which has the same name. Yeah, I'd I'd
0: say. Let me a
1: second. It, Dylan, Dylan hey. is Dylan's closing a window right now. Yeah, it's
0: great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'd say a lot of our stuff. This week is going under the theme of like these are from like very specific sounds and genres yeah
1: exactly and keeping it close to home too yeah. for, for for some of it because you you're like family friends with the Afghan wigs yes and I'm so much from afar from Ireland or yes. Northern Ireland specifically yeah. but practically local practically local so I guess there's nothing left to do but dig into it so Paramore's mm-hmm. After Laughter
0: it's been a while
1: it's been a long it's time It's been a very
0: long while since Paramore
1: came it has yeah. um, is, is it pushing four years since their last album yeah yeah, so their last album was the self-titled that came out in 2013, and Ken Andrews, who we both adore, yeah. singer from Failure, uh, was the producer on that record, yes. and I think it was a it was a huge departure from what they'd previously um, done.
0: Very, very much a uh, pet project of all of them, Ken mm-hmm. Andrews included. Like this is their this is what they grew up listening to, and let's do this. Yeah, and now this album is another slice of what else they listen to in a- the 80s.
1: So. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a, it's it's a, it's a departure, but a totally. Different kind of departure from the last album. Yeah. um So what? What's your? What was your opinion on Paramore before this album?
0: um Becoming very much of their age in music, like yeah, they, they um they weren't kidding themselves. They weren't trying to do riot again and again and again. And would really
1: you? Are you? Think. Are you a fan of the old stuff?
0: Uh, kind of. Okay. I, I like the way it's progressed. I, I like the way Haley's just like soared. The sure. Roof with with her skills as a musician and just kind of yeah, yeah everything's
1: of yeah because those guys started writing music when they were Very, you know in yeah. their mid teens. I think I think Kayla Williams was sixteen when the first yeah Paramore album came out.
0: Sixteen and seventeen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like, I'm a huge fanboy for that old stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, I went to see Paramore uh, nearly ten years ago when they played the RDS in Dublin.
0: Same. Actually, I think you may have been at the same. Yeah, <laughs> we were at the same. Before we even knew each other,
1: and uh, that was. Th- that was a lot of fun. It was, and that it felt very much like Paramore was the one band that everybody could agree on, regardless yes. of your background and stuff.
0: Um, it was unavoidable within the scene of Dublin. It if was you, if you were a rock star hanging around, a rocker hanging around Dunleary, or, yeah. du- or Dublin, everybody knew it
1: exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think the last one um, definitely went a long way towards evolving their sound and keeping them relevant. Yeah, and. So I guess let's just get to After, after. What well, do, you, do you think After laughter is the natural progression? Do you think it's enough for Paramore to stay relevant in 2017? Um,
0: oh, definitely, yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, but not enough to tarnish, tarnish um, their reputation too much. Right, right. Because this is a totally different genre than the last album and the other albums. Yes. It's even further departed from either camps. Um,
1: I don't know if you could call this pop punk. In the same way that their first two albums were mm, pop funk. were meaty pop punk. This is more pop, pop funk. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it's it's. They're still amazing songs. That's yes. the one. That's the one thing about it all that you can kind of clasp onto. If even if you're not uh, favorable in this genre spectrum, you'd still say, "Yeah, these great songs." Yeah, they're they're honing their craft in every in every spectrum.
1: Well, I know that I heard the the lead single. Um, was is called uh hard times hard times, hard times. Hard times.
0: they say it that like 46 times they, in the song yeah songs. so
1: how, how, that's the how is that the one song highlight like, couldn't call to mind uh when i first heard that i was a little bit apprehensive to be honest yeah because hard times is it's it's in the running it's definitely in the top three most bubblegum sugar-coated pop songs on the whole record yeah. and it's also the opening track. Yeah. So hearing hearing that right at the gates is the first song from yeah. Paramore's new album I was very worried because if the rest of the album followed in that vein exactly mm-hmm. I don't think I would have enjoyed the album as much as I did but that song put in the context of the whole running list is actually fantastic oh, and I really I enjoy it so much more when I know what's coming next
0: it makes total sense because a lot of these a lot of songs in this album are in couplets like yes. Rose Coloured Boy and Hard Times are of the same ilk right exactly um and then it kind of changes from then on into a lot of stuff that's very derivative of, of what they like and love, like like Talking Heads yes. is totally in there.
1: Talking Heads, Blondie, you know, this Oreo Speedwagon, you can hear The Police, you can hear kind of Phil Collins. Yeah. I mean, pretty much every gigantic oh, yeah. 80s American pop star gets a nod in this on yeah. this album. But funnily enough, I also heard a lot of influences that you might not expect, yeah. and that maybe there won't be many other people calling to mind but I can hear a lot of uh, more modern sort of alternative indie bands. Yeah. Like I can hear a lot of Door Cinema Club and all Vampire Weekend and Foles and All Twins. Our boys. That's I would I have that written down on my notes about three times All Twins but Something tells me that maybe Paramore aren't as much fans of All Twins as All Twins and Paramore are interpreting the same influences yes. in, this, in a similar way, Yeah, especially on uh, Told You So, which is track three. Yeah. I can hear a huge amount of All Twins. There
0: they are two bands doing pop incredibly well yes. as, rock, as rock musicians.
1: Yes. So you can, what I love about this is, I mean, my dad sort of was listening in when I was listening to, uh, I think it was Caught in the Middle which is a very, like, tropical, almost police police-esque thing in The Police. And he sort of went, what the hell are you listening to this? You know, he's like, I would never have expected you to listen to this, but what you don't hear maybe the first time around and what you do hear on subsequent listens is that, yes, like, there is a lot of pop on this album, but it's all seen through the prism of people who adore alternative rock and alternative culture. Yeah. And who and who have done that, you know, to to some of the greatest extent of the last 15 years. Yeah,
0: you can't fault him for that.
1: You really can't. But, but then at the same time Do you feel like there are nods To Old School Paramore there as well? Um,
0: yeah uh, A lot of the courses. Yeah Are very memorable um, Despite the lack of rock People are still going to be singing along Sure Still bobbing around And maybe even moshing in some weird Weird tropical kind of way Yeah <laughs> How did
1: you feel about Fake Happy?
0: Fake Happy i um, I'll, 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 I'll... Well, the acoustic paramour, it kind of gets me sometimes. So it, yeah, this, so it opens... It does yeah. explode.
1: It opens in, in a very similar way to some of the interludes on the last album, but of the from the whole record, I think Fake Happy is the one that best balances the old and the new, yeah. because the chorus has big, you know, meaty guitars, yeah. and a real old-school, you know, Brand New Eyes-style chorus.
0: Yeah.
1: But then it's also got the little tropical guitar licks, it's got this massive 80s sort of... You know Miami, outrun style synth intro <laughs> that just carries the whole song along. It gets it gets reinterpreted yeah. in all the different instruments. I mean, it's
0: not total synth work all over the place. Lot, no, no, like, no, 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 a lot no. no. The guitar work is very um, interpretive of synth work instead.
1: Yes, exactly. Like, it's very natural in a way that kind of reminds me of Battles a little bit. You know that band? Uh,
0: no, I don't.
1: Instrumental really. band Battles. They they do a lot of that where the guitar yeah. takes the takes on the sort of musical palette of yeah. a synthesizer. Really, really good. But this is slowly
0: Paramore going into like. Grimes, Church's territories. Sure, which I love, I love so.
1: Yeah, and I think Hayley Williams as well has kind of come into her own as a vocalist. Not that she wasn't always fantastic, but oh, can we just talk about Twenty Six for a minute? Yeah, it it it's funny actually. I was watching. <laughs> I don't know if you were watching the Eurovision uh, <laughs> recently, but the winner was this gorgeous Edith Piaf style song with yeah. swelling cellos and strings in the background, and just this really earnest heart on the sleeve vocal just pure songwriting craft no gimmicks and 26 is one of those songs that just has an amazing just an amazing chord structure a fantastic melody line and nothing else it's totally stripped bare it's yeah. just got some instru- some strings in the background
0: an, an amazing honesty to it and it's very kind of all of the same tempo throughout yeah which is hard to do it's yeah. hard to it's hard to just make a song explode and, but it layers very subtly. it almost reminds
1: me of you know one of those like Cat Stevens or uh you, you, like one of those old school big orchestral ballads yeah um, like you remember Touch off Random Access Memories by Daft Punk oh yeah it yeah. almost reminds me of that so like really vulnerable really gorgeously um, arranged song yeah. so, it's, I so they,
0: they can still do everything I love it um, oh, the only thing I don't love about this album is the mm. way they land it think the last two songs could oh, are, are very much overseeing
1: they're welcome you think uh, yeah uh, no I disagree I disagree because the second last song features Aaron Weiss who's the singer from uh, Me Without You and to be honest with you the last two okay. songs cement for me what a good album it is because the second last song it it just shows that Paramore still respect their roots because Me Without You are a hugely well respected band from Philadelphia they're fantastic I yeah. suggest okay. you check them out they're, they kind of do like emotional alternative rock but it's got no radio appeal. Yeah. It's it's just... A, it's a band for bands. Like a band that bands love. If you get me a bit like the way yeah. Failure are.
0: Okay. So you need context to... And really so he, does a, he
1: does a guest vocal, which is very like touche Mori style. Yeah. Um,
0: I thought it kind of went a little nowhere.
1: That's fair. But I, I think it's got a... It's, they're quite post-rocky. I think, I think it, it's just them dipping into more post-rock kind of territory rather than your typical three act kind of pop song
0: yeah it was cool Um, I almost thought the album was going to land a bit hard rocky after oh okay
1: yeah no no it it, it lands pretty soft on the the final song but uh, I I I like that but I kind of like when Paramore go a little bit more vulnerable and I think they've done it better on this album than they've ever done it before yeah I wouldn't be a huge fan of "Mm, The Only Exception songs like that I think they've done it great but I think they've also bungled it on this album I think they get it right every time yeah so uh, wow we're pretty pretty
0: unanimously positive on this one uh, I think so um, it required a good bit of listening yeah, and then it really sunk into me yes. especially like the um, I'd say like three fifths through the album the songs really got me
1: Sh- yeah same I, I think the first time I heard it I was super yeah. sceptical like, Grudges,
0: Pool Caught in the Middle mm-hmm. Th- those three were just a hat trick
1: yes. like, for me I was like yeah. oh my god
0: this is everything I love with this kind of pop
1: yeah absolutely totally so what would you what would you rate it at a ten in the end um, eight probably eight I'm with you right there with you I think it's an eight but I think with time I think there's, there's so many little flourishes and even listening to it with my big cans on yeah. today rather than listening to it on, it with like little earphones or a bluetooth mm-hmm. speaker I mean I was hearing so much more yeah so I think there's, there's it has more yeah. to give but I'm giving it an yeah, eight today
0: like I I can let go of the rock for a bit I hope they bring a, a bit back later on in other yeah. albums yeah I hope this is not completely them losing it yeah but um,
1: we'll see but I don't think it is because I think everything they do in the album stays true to who they are, even if it's not right there on the surface. Yeah. So that's Paramore's After Laughter. Yeah. Uh, look it up on Spotify or buy it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think now we'll segue into something completely different. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, a book that Dylan read yeah. over the last little while by Laura Jane Grace, who's a singer from Against Me. Yeah,
0: with the help of uh, Dan Ozzy, who, who, who was a big fan in the, the, um, the Vice, um, like... Um, worksmanship of writing. Oh, the cool. website. Yeah, no okay. vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he works on that as a writer, and um, he's helped with this. And um, it's a lovely album. I'm, I'm not sure if you, you know, of against me right here. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm, I'm a big fan air. of uh, White Crosses. Yeah, I think that's a. Is it Black Cross or White Cross? White, White Crosses. White Crosses. Black Crosses was a remix album. Um, yeah, they've got. And, and I know their most recent album didn't excite me as yeah. much, but but I know they're they're really well respected. Fantastic. Sort of stadium, you would yeah. call them kind of stadium punk or folk punk. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. And, and Laura Jane Grace for context um, transitioned to become a woman. Yeah. So it, I think that was about four or five years ago at this point. Yeah,
0: 2013, uh, almost at the same time as. Um, oh, who's the other guy?
1: Um, oh, from uh, from Life of Agony.
0: Yeah, Life of Agony. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember her name. But uh, yeah, so hugely brave thing to do, especially when you're in the public spotlight. So I imagine that came up in the book.
0: Yeah, oh, it did. Um, m- more so at the end. Okay. Um, a lot, a lot of the, like I'd say, ninety percent of it is is from the start. Okay. Leading up, all the way through through the career, and like through these like typical, like this is how the albums went. Yeah. During these moments, are like uh, hints of like her downtime when she was realising all these things that were happening and why her relationships and um friendships in the band were strained um was because of this conflicted emotion she was having mm-hmm. with, with what she didn't know at first was trying was the transition oh so she like, so it
1: took her bleed. it took her a while to realize she was transgender yeah
0: yeah she didn't
1: she wasn't able to reconcile those feelings until no. like no. like, no. like how, would you say how many years before
0: because uh, t- i know t- t- on white crosses i think, I think she I think was already pretty certain i think it was 10 years okay 10 years and sure. um a, a lot of the lyrics in the albums suddenly have context yeah given 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 now now she's Laura yeah um, I thought it was pretty incredible
1: that's um, fantastic yeah where I guess, are I from exactly are they from are they Boston
0: I don't think they're Boston um
1: yeah um, no I just I know I know because a friend of mine is huge like punk and hardcore head from Boston and he yeah. and he um, like um, made me listen to Against uh, Me uh, <laughs> Chicago
0: I think. oh Chicago okay. uh, Laura's based in Chicago cool I think. Cool, cool 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 um
1: Yeah, so you felt like you got an insight... Did you get an insight into the music as well, or was it more Uh, so Laura's life?
0: No, totally the music. Um, And this band, against me, is very disjointed. Like, incredibly so. Really? It it must have been so hard to keep that band together.
1: Why do you you say that? Was it just Um, personal tensions within the band, or...?
0: uh, Yeah, and just kind of, like... People wanted to pursue pursue other things, but having the huge mainstream... Yeah. um, Major labels coming in to grab them sure and um, them having no choice but to do it and them leaving on and there are so many different changes yeah and um, because yeah.
1: they've been going on the trot now for I want to say what 15 years yeah at least 10-15 years at least. yeah at, at least,
0: least. Um, losing many different fan bases and I think, I think right now they're at the best balance they've ever been
1: yeah, because I think on White Crosses they had just transitioned over to a ma- major label. Yeah, to and, t- and, <laughs> phrasing, uh, but yeah.
0: yeah and, and then they dropped it for um trans- <laughs> transgender blues Story Blues, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about on a later epi- later episode. I'd say okay. Um, but yeah, this is very very intense, very personal, very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, ta-
1: but ta- ta- but but so relevant in 2017 when absolutely when I mean does she she doesn't discuss any of the. Like transphobic laws in the states, um, does she? She does.
0: Yeah, she does. The um, the fact of Florida is um, not very good at handling that. No, and that you need to really be persistent, or just move to a different state to get 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 the um, medication you need. To okay. Get the, um, to get the therapy you need. Right, and all right, that. right. Of course. Um, because it's very strenuous there in Florida.
1: And um, that's interesting. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a really it's a really tough time and it's funny because it almost feels as though the on for very sort of conservative people the battle against the gays has been lost yes but so they so they're, their attentions have now switched to uh being transphobic yes yeah <laughs> um so it's yeah no very extremely relevant book and uh and would you say good read well written
0: um incredibly well written well balanced um nice nice blend of both writers yeah, And diary entries. It's very seamless. Oh, okay. Um,
1: they're from just just sorry, just to clarify a previous point. They're actually from Gainesville, Florida. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. But now, right?
0: And now Laura's residing in Chicago. I
1: think. Yeah, and actually another very famous um, Gainesville. I think Gainesville has a scene in the way Boston does. I mean, because yeah. Hot Water Music are also from Gainesville, Florida. So yes, totally. There's a real. There's a. It's sort of melodic hardcore, melodic punk. Yeah. A lot of that comes from Gainesville, and brilliant. So yeah, so tranny by Laura Jane Grace.
0: Yeah. um Get it. Get it? Uh <laughs> it. like, yeah. happy year almost, I yeah. Think?
1: yeah, buy the book, listen to White Crosses, Transgender Dysphoria Dysphoria Blues.
0: And um Shapeshift With Me, which is Shapeshi With Me is the latest <laughs> latest
1: release. Fantastic. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Let's talk about the Afghan wigs.
0: Oh yes. Dylan, be, my boy. My Boy.
1: Your boy <laughs> my reliable your boy. Um a lot of people may not have heard of the Afghan wigs, no, despite the fact that has they has been
0: they've been, <laughs> been around since since uh, 1989,
1: 89, 89,
0: at least. 89. yeah, Interest. sure. Um, so
1: you g- give everybody, including me, a crash course in the Afghan wigs. That's Afghan, as in Afghanistan, and wigs, yes. W H I G S.
0: Some, something to do with smoking. I don't. I don't want to totally guess. Whigs. But I wouldn't. Wigs. Wigs. A kind, a kind of blunt. I'd say yes. Um,
1: my safe word will I be wigs
0: from Afghanistan. Okay, it's my guess. Okay, um, I could be right. I could be right. Um, but yeah, this, this band, um, are an incredible, um, incredibly unknown band from the nineties mm. that, that no one I know knows. <laughs> and I happen to love. Well, <laughs> which
1: Dylan introduces in conversation as though everybody should know them. No, everybody really should.
0: <laughs> like, to the extent people should know failure. Yes. All the way up to knowing Nirvana and anybody in that scene.
1: And is that, is that the on. scene they came from? Where Afghan um, from?
0: Yeah. Um, they they're, they're Gen- generally around LA um, like the, the reason they broke up they broke up in the 90s like most bands do was because they're from all over the place oh sure and then the drugs and then they came back because they're all close together but yeah. they're from a mishmash of okay scenes which is great
1: and you can tell from the music too
0: yeah the s- s- psycho funk sexy rock it's, it's hard to explain where do you start a little bit of everything yeah uh, what's the family connection what's the family connection um my mate Donald Lug was an old friend of Dully's and he introduced us to them a while back in the States cool um and now the music is even more present in my life than it has ever been and it's always been around sure yeah of course but it's only made sense to me now that I'm in my 20s totally regretting missing that boat but yeah I'm back on it and um
1: so I guess that brings us to uh album title (laughs) (laughs) What's it called? What is it called? Um, In Spades In Spades In Spades is the name of the album And it's just come out um, By the Afghan Wigs Yeah So Their their
0: second foray Into their reunion
1: Yes that's right So the tricky second album After coming back So they 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 split Sometime around 97, 98 I want to say And they've been back now for Since
0: 2012 Right I I think they came back like five um, years A show that featured Usher Out of all people To sing some songs from Wow from their 1965 release, that was pretty cool.
1: That's crazy. Um, and
0: 1965 would be
1: my favorite Afghan Wigs album. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, he had uh, Usher had heard their um, cover of Love Crimes and was like, "I want to sing with you guys." That's great. During South by Southwest, yeah, and it got them back on it.
1: Well, I think that tells you a lot. That that Afghan Wigs are the kind of group that could appeal to people like us, and also Usher. Yes. they're they're a massive appeal it's kind of crazy they're not not more popular so um, to talk about In Spades specifically how would you say that this differs from what the Afghan Wings have done previously if at all
0: Um, tremendously okay I'd say only two songs on the album are very um, very uh, reflective of anything they've ever done in the past okay a lot of it is a lot of it has the same same air to it Um, yeah they haven't had the same guitar they haven't had the same lead guitarist since the 1965. So, oh, okay, so it's changed up a bit, but they've had musicians from the Twilight Singers, which right. is uh, Greg dully, the lead singer. That's his. That's what he's been doing for the last ten or so years. So it's all and Twilight
1: Singers are fantastic it's, as well. Yeah,
0: it's been very consistent. Yes. So he hasn't lost it, and yeah. they've just kept going. Instead of um, receding back to their old sound, they've kept on going. Yeah. Which which bands hitting their fifties can't really do these days.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And they, um, you know, it, it, it's it's in the scene today to see a lot of these bands kind of go for a one hit and out reunion.
1: Mm. These no, you can tell they mean it. You can really tell they mean it. And um this album feels yeah. extremely authentic. Yeah. I would say,
0: like you, they they've come back to create song albums that are trying to be trying to lift. Yes, on the momentum of the albums that came out exactly 12, 14 years ago. And the,
1: but not trying to imitate them. No, not in any way. Yeah, this album, I would say, is a lot richer than what they've done before, instrumentally. Like, 1965, I love, because it's all... It's sort of hot jazz, like it's roaring brass and these kind of sexy s- sexy melodies and rhythms and riffs and stuff, whereas this feels much more like raw, ragged emotion. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's loads of cellos, and there is also... Brass and horns and yeah. stuff But they're much more subdued Yeah And they only kind of Come out every now and again To emphasise um, The guitar melodies Which are also yeah. fantastic
0: But uh Yes Gre- uh, Dolly's voice Dolly's voice has the um Oh It's aged very well
1: Greg's voice has aged So well Like a fine wine Yeah
0: Um <laughs> Like a very fine wine And a lot, a lot of people Like fine wine Yeah Which I get
1: There's a There's a There's a moment I think it's the last 40 seconds of uh Oriolo I wanna say it's pronounced Yeah The Which was one of the singles where he just lets rip. I mean, he's you can hear Yeah you can hear every little bit of pain in his voice when yeah. he's singing those I mean, lyrics. The, the,
0: the first song, like um during the audio recording if you listen, yeah. you can hear him sniffing. Yeah. Yeah. He's hear a sniff. For sure. So it's um very hands on, one take, I'm pretty sure, one or two takes to get the vocals down. Yes,
1: exactly. I'm
0: very honest. Um
1: I mean I think he's I mean, my first thought when I when I listened to the Afghan wings the first time was that he... He sort of sounds a bit like Bono, um,
0: a, sex, a sexier Bono. But he's better at being Bono than Bono.
1: He's better at being Bono than Bono. I think yeah. he's got. He might not have the same vocal range, yeah. but I think he puts so much more of himself yeah, into more, his singing. Yeah, there's more
0: strength and more character. There's more grit as well in his voice. Yeah,
1: there's more. Yeah, there's way more character. You're dead right. Yeah. Yeah. There's way more character in his voice, and yeah, he, also he over the to, years, he's he he's moved away from that sound. Also, yeah, into just being it's just Greg. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, uh, he did, he did, um, he did a solo album or a compilation album with, mm. um, with, uh, Mark Lanigan in 2009, mm. to Twins. And, um, that was a catalyst of like where things would go from then on. Yeah. Um, combining all these sounds and, um, it's very, it's very derivative of that, but yeah, it's evolved very nicely.
1: It has. One thing about this um, album that I would say is it's, it's very short. It's 33, I think it's 33 um, minutes. Perfectly short, I think. Yes. And to me, it almost feels like an EP, or not, a, but it does feel like an album. But there's there's like sort of touchstones within it where songs, like in The Paramore, the way they come in twos, the, the interlink songs kind of thread together. So there'll be one song and then something else. So it starts with Birdland, and which has like this really rich kind of cello synth a lot. and synth and stuff to it. Yeah. And then Arabian Heights is a much more, which is track two. Which has part, a driving this yeah. kind of driving funk line almost. It's, it's very
0: much an Afghan Week song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Old uh, school.
1: And they and then they they call back to that on Copernicus, which comes in the second half of the album. So a lot of songs have sort of an A and a B. Yeah, they have a counterpart on the B side of the album.
0: Um, that's the way he's done it. Like um, yeah. the album before this had that. Yeah. Uh, um, not Algiers, but um, Due to the Beast. Right, uh, right, that, right. That had a bit of this. Yeah. Um, but it's very much like um, a film. Yeah, a, a yeah, way, it's that's what it's
1: that's it. Yeah, it's 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 like variations on a theme, like "Demon and Profile," which is I've, is fantastic. It's probably my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Has this descending chord pattern, yeah. and then we see an v- extremely similar yeah. one. Come the
0: Beatles wish they could have written.
1: Yeah, like. and then we see a very similar pattern return in "Light as a Feather" in the second half. So. I quite like that because it, it it makes you feel almost more familiar with the album quicker. Yeah. Um. Because he's decided to do things in in twos and threes rather than making every song completely different. Yeah. It don't it doesn't sound... it. it sounds like it sounds intentional. Yeah.
0: Well, well, the thing is, Dolly had a degree in film.
1: Yeah. In film. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So he's kind of uh, moved it into this realm of things. Ah, I didn't know that. He used it to his own benefit in music. Yeah, which is great.
1: Yeah. Um, and how would you describe? I mean, the sound of it is. To to like to pen it into a genre, it's quite difficult, because yeah. I would say it's just it's just rock.
0: It's very rock. It's the happiest Afghan Wigs have been, and if you haven't heard Afghan Wigs before, they're they're a very kind of, mm. of 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 that nineties, yeah, um, smashing pumpkins, Fugazi, but rock.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I would say with a much with a nineteen sixties pop sensibility yeah. to it,
0: and now it's a lot more a lot more melancholic quite a lot more free-spirited yeah um, because um, as, as I've heard Dully has a great life at the moment oh, not much did. to complain about
1: sure sure sure
0: but there's still stuff um, I would yeah I would call always, it quite he, melancholic he's, he's always a haunted soul so yeah that, varies, that really strikes through especially the last song which yeah which would be vocal, uh, vocally Dully's greatest performance the last song I
1: actually have a bone to pick with that last song yeah the specifically with the vocals yeah I think it's a fantastic performance but yeah for some reason there's a very obvious auto-tune effect on
0: his voice yeah.
1: now that could Which have been has, intentional
0: no um, he he pulls it off live <gasps> no,
1: no 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 yeah. uh, not yeah. not trying to suggest he oh, can I, I'm sure he can but I uh, just what I, I can hear that was probably just purely for the sound of it but uh, I always find it a little bit jarring when yeah. art, an artist chooses to lay that effect on a vocal on one song as opposed to the rest yeah because because his voice is so raw, it's it's you know it's it's impossible to hide.
0: Yeah, each song is very different touches. Voc- uh, yeah, that's true. Very true. Well. D- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But into the floor, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, it is a beautiful song. I think I think overall, you know, this is just an album. It's it's I think it's like a nighttime album. Totally. You know. Yeah. It's it, it 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 does get intense, yeah. but it always has that kind of slinky, simmering yeah. underbelly. Yeah. And even the cover of the album, the is, cover
0: dictates exactly what the music's yeah. about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, this giant sort of old-school looking demon, like a, yeah. like a almost like a prof- car like a carnival like, like a carnival fortune teller's t- type devil and he's just wandering through a sea of pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> so he must be about a 1000 feet tall. Yeah. Um in black and white, looks like an old-school woodcut, yeah. beautiful piece
0: of art. It's gorgeous. So, uh, beautiful album through and through. Oriole um, is probably my favourite song on it.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Demon and Profile is probably mine, but I agree Oriole is, is gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. a great split yes.
0: halfway where it just goes up and it soars mm-hmm. melodically mm-hmm. and continues on that same riff for another minute and a half and it, you don't get tired of it at all. It's just beautiful.
1: Would you call this a good jumping off point for someone who isn't familiar with the wigs?
0: Um, yes. Yeah, I think so. I'd agree. And then I'd go back to Black Love. Um, Black Love 1965 mm-hmm. um, and then I just tackle the rest
1: then, and, then, and then see if you fall in love with them and yeah. if you haven't by then there's something wrong with you yeah. cool so what would be um, what would be your final final score on this one?
0: Uh oh, 9 out of 10 sweet I think very good totally um, there was a song uh, probably Copernicus that kind of lost me a little bit because it was a bit kind of um, familiar in old territory with old wigs. okay cool
1: I wouldn't be a huge fan of toy automatic either. Apart from um, this is the nice brass in it, but yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably the most positive uh, anthem week song out there. Probably,
1: love. cool. Oh, good that is! Extremely positive. I, 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 I give it a seven. I love it. I think yeah. it's great. Um, but you're new, to that But I'm new to the wakes. I don't have as much of a history with them. I think it's. I think it's a really solid album, though. And uh, yeah, Do I'd say, I'd check say, it out. I
0: say it would go up in time. In time,
1: give it time. Give it time, give it time to sink in. Seven right now. Seven today. Fuck yeah. That was the Afghan Wigs uh, in spades. If you want to look it up, it's on Spotify and all your favorite streaming platforms. Yes. Great. So we're powering through it this week. Oh yeah. We're but now salmon. we have, now to talk about the elephant in the room. We're not stopping.
0: Oh yeah. Which elephant? Uh,
1: elephants. The <laughs> elephant named At The Drive-In. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Um, historically, this has been a very tough album to get out of them.
1: Yeah. Very tough. Yeah. Because they've, they've reformed multiple times. I mean, At, at The Drive-In, for context, are kind of a post-hardcore, they're kind of post hardcore heroes, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they and they're almost they've almost become more famous in retrospect because of what they the two bands that they spawned. Yeah. And a
0: lot like the Afghan wins with Twilight Singers. With
1: Twilight Singers, exactly. So at the Drive In had two studio albums that came out in Casino Out, came out sometime in the late nineties and then uh, Relationship of Command.
0: Yeah.
1: Which would be their magnum opus, you could say, in, in two thousand.
0: Beck Beck the millennium.
1: Like, yeah, as a, as exactly, and it's this kind of super intense, needling, jagged guitars mixed with uh, Cedric's, he's got this kind of yelpy, high-pitched voice, it almost reminds me a little bit of, of um, uh, uh, what's his name oh. from... Coheed and Cambria? Oh, Claudio. Uh, uh, Claudio. Claudia it reminds me a little bit of yeah. Claudio from Coheed oh. and Cambria.
0: As in it has no end to the vocal range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is oh, he can
1: go as high as he yeah. wants and he can either hit a note or he can kind of screech it or yelp it or whatever. And that's kind of... So he, he has this ADHD influence and then the guitars are usually very frantic. high, frantic, kind of squealy, mm. um, but very melodic picked riffs by uh, Omar. Yeah, but what I quite enjoyed about old school after driving was the light and shade that was brought by Jim Ward, yeah, who later went on to become the lead singer songwriter in the band Sparta. Yeah, so he, he totally. would have he would have a much more like meat and potatoes punk influence style, yeah. whereas Omar's is almost uh, um, it's it's math rock, comp- I would say,
0: compositional, very compositional. Heavenly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. With like a little of a Latin, Latin American feel as well. Oh, totally. So. Um, so, when Out The Drive-In broke up in the early 2000s, they spit off into a band you may have heard of, the Mars Volta, mm-hmm. who had an extremely famous and fantastic album called Less in the Comitorium. Yeah.
0: the soundtrack to Going Down to Hell, if yeah. there were any soundtrack, yeah. in yes. the best way possible. Yeah,
1: it's, they're wonderful. They're yeah. crazy prog math rock, which I which I would say has a very Latin American feel to it. And then Sparta, who are just a wonderful, melodic, post-hardcore yeah. band. More and more, like a... Like a like a at the drive-in on Valium I would say <laughs> yeah totally
0: um, pretty much of more of the smashing Pumpkins ilk than anything yeah. else they could have done
1: exactly but Sparta I would say within my top five bands of all time so yeah. put that into context I prefer I prefer Sparta to Donald would die for this band. I would die for this band. I prefer Sparta to at the drive and I prefer them to Mars Volta that has not changed with this new album which is coming 27 uh, not 27 17 years after Relationship of Command that's insane 2017 that's nuts. after many reunions and breakups uh, with Cedric and Omar and Jim without Jim and even just
0: before this tour
1: yep um, Jim Ward bailed out
0: was it Jim Ward a out? Jim
1: Ward bailed it out he was out. He, it, it, it was a full band reunion and now it's it's a Cedric and Omar the Cedric and Omar show with one of the guitarists from Sparta which
0: still you can you can tell, you yeah. can tell it works. Okay,
1: so we've we've introduced this is inter interalia 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 yeah. interalia. Okay, with lots of dots in the middle because as yes. a drummer can never be their album name. Their album titles and their song titles are nuts and off the wall. Okay, interalia. Yes. What did you think of it? Um,
0: crazy off the bat. Uh, <laughs> really, really crazy. I'm I'm amazed they had the balls to be this kind of definite. Right. With what they wanted to do, and I I'm surprised. I'm actually very surprised. It was. Um, it went this way for me. Really did you
1: did you expect a huge tonal shift from like, at the drive in after so long? Yeah, um, which I'm sure like I'm, a, I'm sure a, a, a Paramore. A of,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure for a lot of hardcore fans there is, but it, it's um, it, it they definitely landed that plane. I think. Okay. Um, especially later on in the album, they they landed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think starting t- track three. Um.
1: Til- oh, tilting at the under,
0: tilting at the Univender. Yeah, that's when it got me. I think I was like, okay, this band's back. Yeah. Somehow, totally, somehow totally agree. Back.
1: You took the words right out of my mouth. As soon as that song starts, it's got one of the best, for my money, one of the best at the drive-in sections ever written. Its chorus it's, wise, as well. chorus is fantastic, and Cedric, as, as they always have been, and yeah, Sydney. Cedric belts that chorus. Um, but but just but just the main riff, just the first ten seconds of the song. Has it's so evocative? I don't even know of what. It, the best, I think, the best music can make you feel like you're remembering something you never experienced, and yeah. that's what that song does for me.
0: Yeah, this reminds me of that scene, which is incredible to see because that scene is not really around anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, band yeah, 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 Back, yes, exactly. Sparta's hmm. Sparta, Sparta is gone. Sparta, Sparta is gone. Even
1: though they teased us with a Sparta arise post like four years ago. Yeah. That where's the album Sparta? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. 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 I. I agree. I think. I think there were perhaps some parties who will not be named in the podcasting world who yeah. could never be satisfied by some anything that At The Drive-In was going to do post-2000. Yeah. You know, I think um, I think At The Drive-In have a right as a band to release material. Yeah, I mean, you, you get
0: attached <laughs> to musicians so much. You, do. you will very much miss them. Yeah. As much as, let's say, Kirk Hammond, gone out of Metallica. Right, exactly. The impact would be very much parallel to this for hardcore fans
1: yeah and I think I think maybe certainly I got the benefit of not being the world's biggest at the drive-in fan do you know what I mean yeah like I enjoy Relationship of Command and Inc. you know and I do listen to them every now and they're again they're not an
0: easy band to get they're not an easy band to get
1: no they're, you know especially on those two albums Cedric doesn't bring a, a huge amount of melody they, there are some wonderful all time great melodies on that album especially Relationship of Command but there's also times where you know, I, I was I was playing it in the car with my girlfriend yeah. and especially Arsenal, the first song, he really just kinda does these uncontrolled screams yeah. for a lot of the songs, which you know, I'm a huge fan of, Lamb of God and you name it. Yeah. Like I love it's rhythmic. Yeah, I love kind of controlled screaming. I kinda find the uncontrolled yelling a little bit much at times on their older stuff. There's none of that I miss. I think this is this mm. is Cedric with Seventeen years of vocal volta, yeah, yeah, insanity. of, of Mar, the Mars Volta insanity, but just honing his skills Which, as um, a as vocals. I, I wouldn't
0: say the vocals are as balls out as Mars Volta.
1: No, but no. it's funny actually. There's a moment on. I think it's it might be. But he hasn't phoned it in. I think it might be continued. I don't think he's phoned it in at all. No. I think he's. I think he's giving it 110. percent And I like. I. I really think the lyrics on the song were totally off the wall and fantastic for yeah. the most part. Um, but there's there's a very specific Mars Volta yeah. vocal effect. It's like um, it's like sort of a really. High kind of frequency phaser,
0: yeah. Panel kind of the guitarists have that as well, kind of the panel reverb, which is very bouncy, and yeah, it's almost as, like as if it's contained in a small room.
1: I think they, they indulge themselves a little, I think it's on continuum with that effect because it's so associated with the Mars Volta. Like the, when I hear it, I can't hear anything else but the Mars Volta. I mean, there's some songs like,
0: um, uh, uh, Hot Claws or Hotz Claws, yeah, um, yeah. where it's like if it wasn't for the production job. The guitar would just be way way over and uncontrollable.
1: Yeah, over the vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah, isn't. Yeah,
0: yeah. But you notice it could be.
1: No, it's funny actually because Rich Costey did this album, and Rich Costey produced one of my least favorite albums of the last five years, which is Biffy Clara's Ellipsis. Um, yeah, I, I truly That's was nuts. I was truly angry at him if he had any influence on the woeful songwriting on that album. Whereas on this album, it feels like he, what 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 needed to be brought out in Biffy Clyro needed to be reined in and at the drive-in if you get me um yes I I think Rich Costi is a man who smooths out rough edges
0: yeah
1: in Biffy Clyro what I love about them is the rough edges which were completely smoothed out on their most recent album whereas with this yeah, what I what the thing that I found difficult to swallow without the drive-in sometimes was how rough their edges were so having Rich Costi on board do the production job it's super clean it's super clear everything is really well balanced and I almost feel like Um, he smoothed that out a little bit
0: yeah quite a bit um the, the album almost sounds um, very, very almost one note, but but a good one note. Yeah, no, no, a no really I get that. Good one note, um, and they experiment enough with song variety. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little, the pacing is very good with song.
1: You like, can yeah, yeah I think I think that that rewards multiple lessons. Yes, because you at the first time you hear it you go okay. There's the high pitched squealing guitars, yeah. there's Cedric kind of going a little bit crazy and yeah. scatting and stuff and scatting And riffing. then it
0: goes straight to Ghost Tape number 9. And
1: then it goes to Ghost Tape number, which tape is number 9, a yeah. A
0: totally pleasant surprise of, of slowing down just before the last. Yes, the last beat.
1: Yeah, Ghost tape, tape number 9 is the one you'll notice the first time around that it's it's a real change of yeah. pace, it's a real slow yeah. pace.
0: You, you then realize, oh, there is intention around the um Around the construction of this yeah. album,
1: but then you then you start to hear you start to hear breathers and calm moments yeah. in other songs too. Yeah. once you get a bit more used to the album. Yeah. So overall, I mean, this album has gotten a lot of flack from certain from certain corners, yeah. and maybe that's because they're... you know there are certain bands who can never live up to their legacy.
0: No,
1: um, oh. you know, I would I would feel that way maybe at this point about Vivi Clairo and uh, certain other. Certain other groups that yeah. I, I really have an emotional connection with, and they come back and they, I mean failure is is the great exception. You know, failure came back, and I I think I don't think there's anybody who could yeah. uh, who could fault their most recent album. <laughs> but this album, for my money, is a really solid comeback.
0: Yeah, no no one else is doing this music, so I'm happy to hear this music back.
1: It's great it's great to hear in 2017. It's almost like the last 17 years never happened.
0: Yes, totally. <laughs> um, if this great rock comeback was all we had now we have now we have the American rock come back, I hope yes in some way.
1: yeah the Let's fact see- that this that this is back out in the world makes me happy.
0: Let's see if people agree with it in a, yeah. In a year.
1: yeah, absolutely. great so that's uh, uh, oh sorry, final scores what final would you scores. give What would you give interalia by after driving? God
0: I'd give it um it was the first listen around it was like a seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have the best headphones to listen to it okay and through a speaker. Speaker, um, eight nine. Oh, it's, wow, it's climbing, it's very fast. It's climbing. Okay, um, because certain, certain moods are very reflective in it, and yeah. It doesn't suit every mood, you can't just go home, have dinner, and listen to this. You, you have to be in certain moods. You do,
1: first. you really do, you really do. And it does reward, um, there's and there's a great stereo separation, it does reward a, a headphone listen, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I give it a seven. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's um, super solid and and everything we could have expected from yeah. a after driving comeback uh, and
0: more and more I think
1: yeah and more and more yeah. exactly great so yeah. that wraps it up for the recent album reviews yeah, the wow standard, the
0: standard ones yeah what a crazy
1: few weeks it's been yeah
0: um, and <laughs> we could have had more this week honestly but um, we could have we'll get more. we want
1: we want to keep the we want to keep the podcast nice and streamlined so yeah. um, let's run into our retrospective for the week so I picked this one it's. The theme, I guess, was instrumental bands.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And the band is, and so I watch, watch you from, from afar. Far. Or Asa First. They're known to their yeah. fans. <laughs> they just have to be nowadays. Yeah. Um, and you know, in order to name, not
0: seem weird, <laughs> <you
1: don't laughs> exactly. To seem weird. It's like it's like there's so many of those post-rocky bands of ridiculously yeah. long names. You know, and you will know us by the trail of dead. Yes. Um. And another ones that i can't bring to mind right now but it's a standard
0: you don't speak about why you name them like that no very much no so
1: this 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 album is coming up on 10 years old it's it was 2009
0: which to me feels like super recent totally blowing my fucking mind now you mention
1: it no no but the funny thing about 2009 is i almost can't believe we haven't had this album for longer because yeah it's 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 managed to cement a place like there is a portion of my brain which is carved out just for the melodies on and so much from a fire's debut album yeah like they will never leave me I will know them for the rest of my no, life it's,
0: it's um, it's the most sing-along-y instrumental yeah album I've ever heard
1: like you'll you'll never go to a, a gig that has that has little to absolutely no singing yeah where you will hear the crowd chanting along more than Anna so much from Far gig yeah
0: uh, like I brought an old friend who knew nothing about them to a gig Re- well, yeah, in t- 2013 and she was singing along to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. There's no lyrics. There's no you lyrics. You don't even know where the melody's going but you're still singing along. The
1: crowd just chants along because, you know, these guys, for, yeah, for a band of vocals they write some of the best vocal melodies totally. but they just happen to play them on guitar. Which
0: they've brought back in recent time yeah, a lot more to group efforts because they're all good singers. Yes, possibly. they are. They are. And they're bringing that back but this was back in the day when they... They were very much focused on honing yeah. the new sound.
1: Have and have you seen a headline gig?
0: Yeah,
1: I think I've only, I only saw them and it was a pretty decent solid le- le- set length. I think it was a you know forty minutes to an hour, but they they played at Cut the Transmission Festival, which was in Derry a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was the final the final yeah. show of um, Fighting with Wire, who we're going to have to do on mm-hmm. our retrospective at some point because yes, tr- a truly That'd amazing for me. Northern Ireland band. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, so right. I saw them and. Again, just the atmosphere. You're, and you're talking about it wasn't necessarily a home crowd, you yeah. know? People were there to see Fighting With Wire and they were there to see Frank Turner who was yeah. headlining.
0: Like, this is the kind of band that can blow headliners out of the water. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw them with Nine Inch Nails in Belfast. Yeah. And they head, just head to head with them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Because there's no... It's really funny, you know, on So Much Fire, they're a band with you know, pretty heavy guitars, pretty huge production. Yeah. They can level a building when they play. Yeah. But there's such a sense of playfulness. Yeah. And they're, they're
0: a band that can level... Oh, sorry. Do you want to well, think?
1: no, what I was just going to say is their music, it's occasionally sinister and ominous yeah. and angry, but most of the time it almost feels like a gang of lads yeah. just getting together and having a, the best crack. Oh, it's totally fun. They possibly can. Um,
0: each album has been fun for the sake of fun and very inclusive yes. to their personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which each, each um but yeah this is a band that can level a building with yeah. clean guitars yes exactly totally.
1: I mean all you need to do is if listen to the titles of their songs set guitars to kill clench fists clench fists grit teeth go uh, tip of the hat punch in the face
0: <laughs> you yeah. you reckon this would be a more violent screamcore album it's really not Italians to it no
1: nope. if it ain't broke break it. Uh, eat the city eat it whole and these riots are just the beginning
0: but then you have songs like start a band which is um, yeah. probably Super why positive. I wanted to start a band was because of that song that song I, thank you a City Club. yes so
1: you know I think we have to talk about how this album opens
0: with the greatest opener of the best opener album ever it, it, it's in my top three
1: it, it's one of the greatest opening songs ever written for any album on a good day it's
0: my favourite song of all time
1: it starts with uh, if you remember it's really funny actually because they came out the same year so I don't know who ripped off who but it is a very similar opening to Only Revolutions by Biffy Clyro where the song The Captain starts with marching marching feet and so does Asa Whiffa's first album it starts with which is a great way to open an album it's it's a big rousing cheer and then this you know stomping of feet marching and then it just hits you with these huge like they set the guitars to kill yeah and uh, the song is so jam-packed with, with memorable melodies and riffs yeah. in whatever it is, four minutes, five minutes. Yeah. You, it gets into your DNA, yeah. that song.
0: Like, just the combination of the effects they use. From, yeah. From, like, opening with a whammy yes. on high distortion. With, yeah. Thankfully, there's two guitars that can really interwield with different melodies yeah. Yeah, 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 very yeah, well. Yeah. Um, it's unbelievable, this album.
1: It is unbelievable. I think, I think you know the guitars are obviously the star of the show but but everybody in the band contributes so much like it's got one of the best bass tones of any album that I've yeah. heard you know because the bass has to give especially when the guitars are are you know trading off high pitch melodies the bass needs to give it pretty much all of the low end to the sound yeah and whatever way it was produced it does more than that it's amazing yeah
0: like the drums bring it up yes. so much more like where would the first song be without the drums honestly
1: the drums as well they're not just you know post rock hard rock whatever influenced there they're, they're hip hop influenced as well yeah. I mean there are moments when when the hi-hat gets going that you yeah. you you kind of think of those like R&B tracks and stuff Good grooving on
0: hi-hats totally
1: so, yeah but but at crazy time signatures yeah, I mean, and,
0: and like breakneck speed
1: I think it's is it I Capture Castles that has that 11-8 yes. beat
0: uh Yes, yes yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you will you'll, you'll never sing along to a song with a stranger time signature. Yeah. Because the drumming is, is so well done and so well put together that yeah. even though it's a really off kilter timing yeah. for a song, you, you'll you'll just sing along. Yeah. It's that well written.
0: Um, I, I love how this album has evolved in Ireland. As a presence over yeah. the last seven seven, eight years. Yeah. Like every everyone everyone in the music industry is very much in the know of how important this album was it's an extremely important the album that is now yes because now I mean you know
1: not like they opened the door for no people like I mean Adebisi Shank would predate them yeah but it opened the door for bands like Adebisi Shank uh, Enemies um, can you think of anyone it's else the, well
0: Explosion in the Sky were kind of around I don't think yeah. they were totally well far
1: God far. is an Astronaut who I know pre- also predate yeah. but and fire, they were but, far different yeah but and so much nice. from so Far like the fun uncle of instrumental yeah. bands, like they yeah. they just, it's impossible not, if you see them, it's impossible not to yeah. love what they do.
0: Yeah, and Mogwai being the grandfather of instrumental.
1: Of course. Yeah. But
0: I think Mogwai is much more... God is an astronaut. That, that went that
1: realm. Those two bands, Mogwai and God is an astronaut, are both very, they like to let their me- melodies marinate and they have very long songs. And I'm not saying Aswifa don't, yeah. but Aswifa. Are a hook, they're a hook based band rather than a uh, than a yeah. movement band
0: yeah uh, it's movies versus movies
1: versus like TV TV yeah, yeah. like on so much they exist to entertain yeah <laughs> and they do absolutely they really do every song no matter whether it's whether it's five minutes or, or seven minutes eight minutes yeah. they, they sweep you along with it's, them you, you're not sitting yeah. looking at your watch for one second of that album
0: it's like if you don't like rock music if you don't like going to live gigs,,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you will like this live yeah y- this will this will be the one that would turn you, yeah because out
1: there's it. nothing there's nothing there's nothing to turn people off there's no, no. there's no screamy vocals it it, it it most of the time it's not even it doesn't even have a have an oppressive mood, I mean, there are moments yeah. you know there's there are a couple of moments when it, it gets it gets a little bit heavy emotionally from a musical perspective but then I let then go yeah but then, let, then you get something like a little bit of solidarity goes a long way or start a band The Voiceless or Eat the City Eat It Whole or The Voiceless which are all really positive super positive and yeah. very catchy yeah. so listen if you like music <laughs> listen to this album you, know, you gotta if you're Irish
0: and yeah. you like music you yeah. have to listen to this album you have to you owe it to yourself yes
1: I mean they, these are they're truly some of the best musicians this island has ever produced
0: yeah
1: you know and, um, and they and they're and they're songwriters with no singing yeah that's the thing I mean you know my mom was like why why are you calling that a song there's no singing if you you can't if you can't call Ansoitrimovar songs you can't call what they do songs you're doing it wrong because they are songs yeah
0: totally totally. (laughs) they don't need lyrics yeah for the most part exactly Um, any final thoughts any final thoughts um just, I've just liked how far they've come from this um as well yeah. in retrospect yeah I, I, out of all the bands that have broken up lately mm-hmm. so if I have no sign of stopping no never they, stop they're, never they're stopping f- they're fully in for it <laughs> um, sadly we lost enemies recently yeah and they well, were what was their sometime.
1: first song called this is our machine and you can't stop it or whatever yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah geez um, so I mean they've, they've stuck true to that
0: yeah like Adabisi are gone as well yeah
1: Adabisi Shank are gone and they
0: had a duo EP or duo uh, EP cassette which, oh they split back in the day oh right
1: yeah. actually isn't it I have not think I've heard that it's good,
0: it's good. They, wow but yeah they, they, this is like the um, the survivor of the family massacre I guess yeah yeah band. yeah
1: it is it is it is I'm glad and I'm really glad that they are still standing strong at the top of the mountain yeah um, and I look forward to hearing new music from them because I feel like they had their second album is a, is a knockout I feel like their third album was a little bit too leaned a little bit too heavy on the the party rascally rum, you know that yeah. that side of things.
0: Yeah, totally allowed to do it.
1: And their most recent album, I loved. I had a little bit of an issue with the production. I think the production on this album, the yeah. debut album, is
0: yeah. unbeatable, hard to top, hard to the top. Issue. Yeah, just about hard to top. But but like anything else, they they have pursued they have pursued yeah the pursuit of happiness with like all, like so much variety with each album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad we haven't had this album repeated again and again and again. Exactly. Um, because I would get sick of that. As as I kind of do with God as an Astronaut, a little bit they kind of or they kind of repeat themselves.
1: God as an Astronaut are just a band that I can. I, I'm fully aware that they don't they don't try and reinvent the wheel every time. Yeah. So rather than being like this is my favorite God as an Astronaut, I just do away with all that by listening to their entire discography over the course of like two days. I'm like that's me done with God as an Astronaut now for another two months. Yeah, I think I,
0: think <laughs> I like the way. As so if uh reinvent themselves yes. every album, because this makes this album even more special. It does than it would be otherwise. Yeah,
1: extremely special album, and we we thoroughly thoroughly recommend it. It's on every platform imaginable. Yeah, just and if and if I'm so Watch from afar come into your town,
0: go. Yeah, which they are soon. They're on tour now, and yeah. they'll be back. I'd say, who I'd say like. August, September, shit! I'm in Japan in August, but yeah, they'll, they'll be back.
1: I'm in June when all the good bands. I'm in Italy when all the good bands are coming in June. But yes. anyway, yeah. right? Listen, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll be back when it's convenient for us <laughs> yeah, <I'm enjoying> <laughs> to review to review uh, more new releases and do a retrospective shit, with, there's so much, there's with so much with so much coming out. There's there so is so much.
0: It's summer is, summer. is the tip of the iceberg.
1: It is festival season is coming. People look busy. Yeah. Okay, thanks so much for tuning in. Do you have any final words?